just stop doing that. Hello, lovely listeners. Welcome to another episode of Not Just Tentacles, where I, Rachel, attempt to demystify anime and animation. It's been a week since Unhappy Campers came out, and if you've listened to the last episode, you'll know that me and Ruth loved it. We had a thoroughly good time, and we were dying to get online and see what everybody thought. It was not good. I really wondered, was I watching the same episode as everybody else? Because they ripped it to shreds. It took issue with all sorts of things that I just, I just couldn't believe it. I thought, had these people never watched a single adult cartoon in their lives? It was like they mislaid their funny bones. I mean, there were some things I could understand people taking issue with. Um, particularly if they'd got all hyped up about it. Like, for instance, Barbie was a bit of a damp squib, I'll fully admit. But the thing that came up time and time again was Moxie. How they believed that this episode had ruined Moxie, that his relationship with Millie was now toxic. It was just like, what? What? Where? Where have you been all of this time? Because they were saying he was acting out of character. And I just don't get it because it is entirely consistent with the moxie that we know and love. So I thought, okay, I'm going to do another one of my very special episodes. I mean, it's not quite as important as the stellar ones because, face it, that is highlighting a serious social problem while this is just be defending my favourite character, but I still thought it needed putting out there. And just before anybody says anything, as much as I love Sarcastic Chorus, I have deliberately not watched his episode about this because I don't want him to influence my opinions in any way. This is entirely my own thoughts on it from my usual feminist, queer, moxie-loving perspective. So Moxie has always been a bit of a strange character in hell of a terms. He is far and away the most popular character, I would say. But I sometimes wonder if it's for the wrong reasons. Because in the pilot, he was set up Well, not as the Moxie that we know today. He was much more confrontational, much more opinionated. Well, he still is opinionated, but he was far more assertive and letting Blitz know that he didn't approve of the way that the company was run and that he took issue with his behaviour, which, face it, in those days, you can't blame him. Blitz was stalking him around the house. He was calling him slurs. He was just basically being a jackass, and I don't blame him. But I don't blame Moxie that is not Blitz. But some people have had that in the back of their minds this entire time. They firmly believe that Moxie despises Blitz. And a lot of the time I do feel that they're projecting because now we are like, I don't know, halfway through season two. It should be apparent that he doesn't hate Blitz. They might have a bit of a tempestuous relationship, but they are actually the dearest of friends, just total opposites. And I do feel that a lot of the time, these people 
are the same people that believe that Moxie was going to be the main character. And they've never gotten over realising that he wasn't. Because when they thought it was just the office set in hell, they thought he was being the Tim or Jim or whatever he's called in America character. And they've gone on thinking that. And even now you get people doing whole dissertations about how they believe that he would be a far more superior lead because blitz this, blitz that, blah, 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 blah. And it's frustrating because it just means that they're missing out on so much of the show, so much of the nuances. Because don't get me wrong, I absolutely love the guy, but it's Blitz's show for a reason. Moxie is fantastic as his sidekick and he's great in storylines of his own, but he is nonetheless not the lead of this series. And I've noticed that there have been more and more whinges about Moxie as time's gone on. And I do believe it is because everybody just projected and headcanoned him so much. I do believe that there are people out there that see themselves as Moxie and just saw him as their wish fulfillment fantasy. That they thought that he was this buddy loser with a gorgeous wife. Because they just, I don't know what it is, but they seem to think that, I don't know, that he was some failed musician that had only ended up working for IMP because his wife wanted to. And then he was now stuck with the boss from hell and his bitchy daughter. And they just grabbed on a hold of that and just would not let it go. That became their image of Moxie. And they just refuse to accept anything that might disprove that. So when you had his backstory in X's and O's, they made so much fuss that he wasn't the ordinary Joe that they'd originally assumed, that he was, in fact, a former mafioso with an abusive dad who was deeply traumatised, who had run away from his past because they kept insisting, oh, there's nothing in his previous behaviour that suggests that. This has all been retconned. Even as early as Murder Family, you had him freaking out when he was asked to kill Martha. And we now know that's because... He didn't want to destroy a family. And when he saw her carving meat, it reminded him of his own mother, who, face it, does that in his memories. And his panic attacks and just other behaviours are all entirely consistent with somebody who's been abused, who's traumatised, who hasn't had therapy. And it's just getting his way through it, like saying, oh, he, it's never been mentioned. Well, no shit, Sherlock. If you've run away from a toxic environment that you never want to go back to, you're not going to bring it up because he hasn't even told Millie about this. This is as much a surprise to her as anyone for the simple reason that he did not want to endanger her because he knows what his father's like. And he presumably also thought that if she knew the kind of background that he'd come from, that she wouldn't love him. Because face it, Crim is an infamous crime boss. Would you really want your name to be associated with someone like that? Because even hell has standards and even they know that the mafia are, well, shit pots to put it mildly. And of course, there was the other revelation, which should not have come as a surprise, but 
did to some of these people as well, that Moxie is openly bi and proud of it. Because these same people thought that because he was in a heteronormative marriage to Millie, that meant that he was straight. Even though he had thought about sex with Michael Crawford and he was turned on by Loopty's desire for revenge and likes being pegged. Nope, this all just went whoosh over their heads. And there were some really unpleasant meltdowns by various Moxie fans, whatever they can even call themselves fans, saying that they felt that they couldn't watch the show anymore, that they felt that there was no representation for them, that they felt that only queer people were supposed to like this show. And I just thought, if you don't like Moxie, now that you know he's bi, that you never liked him at all. And this is how I feel now. Because all of the behaviours that we saw in Unhappy Campers, it's all things that he's done in the past. And you know what I think it is? It's because previously we've had him up against Blitz being his foil. Because face it, with Blitz being a complete trash fire of a person, I love him, but he is, everything that Moxie does looks better in comparison. And even the occasions where Moxie is condescending and snobby, people think that, well, he's doing it to Blitz, he deserves it, or he's doing it to Luna, she deserves it. They don't care because it's characters that they don't like and they feel have warranted this treatment. But in this occasion, it was Millie that he was being snotty to. And people were like, oi, that's your wife. You don't do that. I mean, on one hand, I do agree. I do agree he went too far. But again, this is nothing new. Because and it's also ever so slightly hypocritical. Because remember what happens in seeing stars. He blows off looking for Via so he and Millie can embark on a singing career. And don't get me wrong, they seem to do very well at it considering they've got a sack full of Emmys and what have you. But he's fine with that, even though Millie is clearly fretting and wanting to go back to their regular lives to the extent that she has to kill somebody <laughs> to, to get him to stop doing it. So we already know that he can be a bit silly, he can be a slightly egotistical, that he gets carried away. And again, this all fits with somebody who grew up in an environment where he never got a chance to be a kid, he never got to pursue his hobbies, because you just know that Krim was exactly the kind of dad that went, oh, musicians are gay or something like that, and just trampled all over Moxie's dreams. So... I get all of that. And it does show that he's fine when he's the one getting the attention, but he doesn't like it when it's other people. And this is set up from the beginning of Unhappy Campers because he is thrilled to be given this chance to be the lead, even though he is not ready. And he wants to treat it like a murder mystery. He gives them backstories and everything. And... Even though Millie solves it, he is just so he's just so reluctant to let go of the idea that he's now being a sleuth, he's sorting this out, that he just sticks to it. Because when I first watched the episode, I did feel sorry for him because the mean girls are inexcusably harsh to him at first. But as it goes on, he makes no 
effort to change because he sees Millie charming everybody and he doesn't think, oh, maybe I should be a bit more like that. He carries on with the Moxine character, even though it's clear nobody can stand her. And when it comes to the song by the campfire, he is just basically going, me, 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 and calling them all losers. And as much as I adore Moxie, if some snotty little princess started singing on about how I was a loser, I wouldn't want to be her friend. I would just think, shut up. And they do. So, okay, it slightly ties into the the universe hates Moxie gag that's been throughout the series. But on this occasion, he does deserve it. And okay, Millie isn't 100% squeaky clean either. She is enjoying the attention. But as she points out, she so rarely gets it, whether it's with her huge family, where Sally Mae seems to be the golden child, or with IMP, where she gets taken for granted all the time. They just think, oh, it's Millie. She's going to show up and rip everybody's limbs off, which on one hand is good because Blitz appreciates her and everything, but she wants to be more than that. She wants to show that she does have other skills, that she does have other dimensions. And this is the thing that I don't understand because so many people have been going on about how they feel that Millie lacks depth and they wanted an episode about her. And this was it. This gave them what they wanted. She got a song. She got to show she could do more. And yet they were still complaining about it. And yeah, the, the way that people have been going on about how Moxie and Millie are too perfect, that they even think it's slightly homophobic that they're this adoring couple as opposed to the dysfunction of Stolitz. So here we are with a bit of conflict, a bit of friction, and then that goes completely the opposite way round and having people saying that they now think that the relationship is toxic and they shouldn't be together anymore. You just think... Have you never had a relationship in real life? Have you never bickered with your partner? Because, okay, this is the most serious argument that we've ever seen them have on screen. But they do make up. He does realise he's in the wrong. And, okay, maybe the way that they resolve it isn't the healthiest. I mean, public sex and everything to boom chicka wow wow music. But it is in keeping with them. And again, they had public sex in Cherub, if I remember rightly. I mean, certainly Millie's bra came flying off. So if it's okay to have sex at the opera, then it's okay to have sex on national television. So I do think people are just getting a little bit steamed up over nothing. And this hadn't come out of nowhere either, because as previously mentioned in seeing stars Millie is getting fed up with Moxie's skittishness and well selfishness to be honest because this is as far as we can tell a whirlwind romance they've only been married a year I mean okay we don't know how long they dated before that but seeing as he only seems to have met her parents like twice then they don't know each other that well. So it is time for the bloom to come off the rose. It is time for them to be able to see each other's flaws. And I think it makes them all the better for it. 
because as much as I love them being hell's happiest couple, you need story. You, you need to show different facets of characters, which you can't if it's all hunky-dory. And they still work together fantastically as a duo, as is proved in Western Energy when they're fighting Stryker. So I don't believe that Moxie and Millie are doomed, and I don't believe that this episode shafted him as a character either. I just think it's people... <laughs> over-exaggerating, mistaking their own opinions of Moxie for fact, and just not accepting new information as it comes to light. Because it's a cartoon set in hell about demons who kill people for money. You are not going to get paragons of virtue here. <laughs> so just love them for the wonderful fuck-ups they are. And yeah, I think that's a wrap. So until next time, love you guys. Bye! Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. And you can also follow us on social media. We are at TentaclesNot on Twitter. And on Facebook, our page is called not just tentacles. Speak to you soon. Bye.